time works in a weird ways, John. <laughs> um, yes, it, yes, it does. We're just insignificant specks of sand on a random rock in the middle of a vast, uncaring universe. Just turning left, turning left in the solar system. <laughs> that is how I know that Dale Earnhardt is God, because he too <laughs> turns left. <laughs> I'm dropping the hammer. No, you're not. And welcome back to Dropping the Hammer with Dale McFadden. I'm Dale McFadden, uh, reporter, NASCAR reporter for FrenchRest.com and SpeedSport.com ready to talk NASCAR at New Hampshire and a lot more, including the Chicago street course race, which was announced yesterday. And with me again to talk over it all and break it down and just, you know, get to the nitty gritty of the, this week in NASCAR is a good friend, John, the, the man LaFollette, uh, <laughs> because he's now, the, he, he's part of the man now. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess any anyone who who is a, an attorney is technically the man, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know. Wow, isn't that, isn't that kind of the point of the Taylor Swift song, "The Man"? I mean, it's not, but you know. I I, I don't know. I'm not familiar with that song. Uh, what do you mean? Are you not a Swifty, Daniel? The the most I can say about um, Taylor Swift, other than I met her in an airport. In, in los angeles in 2008 <laughs> uh right before right before she took off yeah. so i really didn't have a wasn't familiar with who she was at the time all, all i got of it was a blurry cell phone picture um <laughs> all i can say is uh that i like her song should have said should have said no that that's a really fun song and when i saw her perform it live at the walmart shareholders meeting a couple of years after that it was awesome what? what were you doing at the walmart shareholders meeting a friend of mine worked at walmart at the time and he took took me as as a guest to see taylor swift or just to like no, see I, the no, walmart I, shareholders I, no, it meeting? was it was taylor swift and lifehouse i went for lifehouse <laughs> spoiler warning lifehouse is not a good live arena mm. band oh no they have one good song for that atmosphere, hanging by a moment. Yeah, Every, the, re- ev- the rest of it's is, like adult contemporary stuff. Yeah, yeah. Everything else is those like slow jams, love love tunes, or whatever. But ha- hanging by a moment is like their only arena song. It was and you, bad. And you saw them at the Walmart shareholders convention meeting. Yep, they, they have a con. They 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 had concerts whenever they have the shareholders meeting. That that week they have special concerts. So is is this in Bentonville, Arkansas? Or is it no? They they, they held they held the concerts at uh, Bud Walton Arena, which is where the Arkansas Razorbacks play basketball. Okay, okay, so it's there in Little Rock, Fayetteville, Fayetteville, Fayetteville. Yes, I'm so sorry. I've only driven through Arkansas twice, um, and I I saw Little Rock, and I was like, that's Little Rock, and then the rest was just cotton field. That's all I remember. Yeah, you just I mean, that's, Ar- that's you just, just you just described East Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, that's not me. That's not me. <laughs> That's not me pooping on Arkansas. I legitimately have no opinion on Arkansas, but I just remember like, wow, there's cotton fields everywhere down here. It is one of the most boring drives you will ever make. Um, <laughs> that, but, and, that and Kansas, all the entirety of Kansas. So, but um, yeah, no, that, that, those are, 
Taylor Swift, great voice, very attractive woman. Um, I can only really get behind what one song of hers. Well, if if so, if her fans are called Swifties and Megan Thee Stallion's fans are called Hotties, like what would like, is there a name for like fans for certain NASCAR drivers? I know like Daniel's has Daniel Suarez has Daniel's Amigos, but that's not necessarily the same thing. Like, are we gonna call like uh, Reddick fans like like? Like Reddickies? It was like with Dale Jr. It was like Junior Nation. You know, Cowboy Nation. That, that's, I think that's, yeah. really, that's really bad. That's close. No. Cowboy Cow fans are Bushies? I don't know. <laughs> that, that sounds like the kind of like, that sounds like a like the kind of drug that you don't want to take at a college party. <laughs> hey, man, you want to try these Bushies? They're sweet, man. I'm editing this out. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> like if you're like before your kid goes off to college you have to have a talk with them like now remember someone hands you a fistful of bushies you say no don't report them to the cops because that's a narc and you don't want to be a narc but just don't take bushies ross chastain fans would be melon heads i guess yeah um, that's that's probably it um i can't like i can't think of i literally can't think of anything else no, I mean, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing. I'm just. I'm going through the names here. No, there's. There's nothing. All right. So it's. it's <laughs> I guess. Chase, I guess. Chase, Chase Elliott fans are chasers. I don't. <laughs> no, not, no. I can make. I can make a joke, but I'm not touching that one. Um, this uh, opening segment's been about as chaotic as the NASCAR point standings. So there are two. There. Okay. So Christopher Bell. One at New Hampshire on Sunday, becoming the 14th different driver to, to win the season, which we, we've been all over the place, John, on over whether we're going to get to 16 or even, who knows, 17 winners. Um, you know, just like, I think two weeks ago, we were kind of like, eh, I don't think it's going to happen. And, yeah, I think I said 15. I think I said 15 because I picked Blaney, Truex, and Harvick because at the time we were at 12. And in that time, uh, we had uh, obviously Christopher Bell win, but then we had somebody. I think it was it was it Reddick's first victory. I think we had I think we had Reddick and uh, and Bell. So like right there, just and it, I, and it, we've had Chase Elliott wins the other like alternate alternating races. Right. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're at fourteen, and we have like six races left in the regular season, uh, with a lot of wild cards, or three of the six really. Or four, you you can sort of count Pocono in this because just because it's just its own thing. Yeah. Um. So, like, I mean, before I before I guess before we get into that, what did you think of the New Hampshire race, John? Um, the first two stages I thought were just a snooze fest. Yeah. Um. I know that there was passing sort of throughout the like passing was really hard at this track. Yeah. Um. And, and if you had a good car. You could make moves, but even then, having a good car was—it still seemed really hard for drivers to get to where they wanted to be. Um, like Ross Chastain had a good car, Kevin Harvick had a good car, um, even Bubba Wallace. Twenty-three eleven had a, had a really strong weekend. Bubba Wallace was yeah. great, um, probably the one of probably the best drive of his Cup career, um, at least on it for a track that wasn't a super speedway race. But um, well, he he matched uh, his career best finish. Uh, on and on super speedway he finished third at, at indianapolis yes in 2019 yes um, um 
So, but 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 then at the same time, despite all of the jostling that was kind of going on in within the top ten or so, top twelve to ten, it was just the Martin Truex show up front, and it yeah. just seemed like it was his race to win. And finally, because you know he's had a a pretty decent year, I think in terms of point standings, he's what like ninth right now, like not including playoff standings, but like if you just look at like the raw points, like he's wait, in wait, the top. Truex, you said Truex, yeah. fourth. Yeah. Truex fourth. fourth. Yeah, yeah. So like he's in the top five. Um, just in terms of raw points, but he just hasn't been able to get a win. And you think like, oh, here, finally, finally, this is his week because he was just dominating that race. And they showed the stats on the on the broadcast of how many laps he's led without winning there. And I was like, oh no, they just jinxed him. <laughs> <laughs> it's they always just... a graphic. It is. It, it's always a graphic that does it. It's like, oh no, knock, yep. knock, knock, start knocking on wood, guys. Yeah. They, they they pointed to the obvious. We're, we're so I didn't, I didn't know if like the this new car just wasn't good for the track or if they just needed to reapply PJ1 or if Martin Truex just really had that good of a car. It's really hard to tell. And then there, that late caution came out and Kevin Harvick and Martin Truex, who were the two best cars all day, were stuck in traffic and then you just never heard from him again. Mm-hmm. That was, and then it was Chase Elliott and Christopher Bell the rest of the way. So um, yeah, the third, the third stage was interesting, but the first two, man, I was just like, oh no. I mean, I texted you. I was like, "Oh no, oh no! It's it's a it's a bad flat track race again." You, you, all, I think all, all you I think all you texted me was, "They're not passing." Yeah, that was in the first twenty laps. I was like, "Oh no, it's just single." But, but I, I responded like, "There's guys who are moving up through the field." Like, yeah, Har- Harvick was, Chastain was, um, so there were there were guys who were able to do it. But like, Harvick's really good at tracks like that. He's really mm-hmm. good, good at flat tracks. Um. But yeah, the, then yeah, Tr- Truex swept those stages, which he's done for the that was the fifteenth time he's done that. It was the fifteenth time he swept the first two stages of race. That stat boggled my mind. Like I I I kind of forget like how long we've been doing stages. I think it's what when what? I think it's five? the third third or fourth year. Five? I think it's five. Five? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, um, but still, even in that amount of time to do that fifteen times, that's that that's remarkable and i think um, they said of those 15 times he's only won six something like that uh, um that's that even that's still a good yes percentage um, but and you just i it, like i said it just looked like it was his race and it's just there's a chance that he might be finishing the top five in raw points and miss the playoffs um and you just look ahead at the schedule and like there's nothing i mean maybe richmond I think Richmond might be the strongest race for him, but like, you don't know what to expect with Pocono necessarily. Yeah, Truex like, tr- 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 is really good at road courses, but JGR, yeah, but like, but yeah, yeah. not not good on road courses right now. Yeah, not right now. No. Like, it, I mean, I think he, I think he showed well at Road America, but something happened late in the race. I'd have to go back and check the the stats for that race. But yeah, like you said, by and large, JGR just doesn't have it for road courses right now, so it's hard to consider Watkins Glen or the Indianapolis uh, road course, but you know, he came in, he's finished. I think he's won Watkins Glen before. Has he not? I know he, he's finished. Truex, Truex has done it once. Yeah. And then he finished second behind Chase that one year when Chase got his first win. So, yeah. um, but then like, you've got the Day- Daytona. That's a absolute wild card. Uh, who knows how Michigan's going to go. Could just be like another California where it's another wild card race. Um, there's nothing really, like I said, like Richmond seems to be the one that you could, uh, foreseeably see him winning but again like you just just across the board for 
a lot of these races, there's not really anything that you would say like, oh, I definitely pick, you know, driver A, B, C to win. I mean, the only driver mm-hmm. I would pick to win right now is Chase Elliott just because he's so red hot. I mean, the last month he's finished no worse than second. So. Five, six, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Okay. Of drivers who are competing full time this season, uh, I, one, two, three, four, five, six, said seven, 17. Eight, nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Of everyone who's competing full time, 17 drivers don't have wins yet. Okay. That, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, so the, the more, more drivers have not won than those who have won. So we got six races left. Um, let's, let's go maximum chaos, John. All right. <laughs> maximum chaos. There, there's two that's spots. The, that's, that's the name of the episode now. Maximum chaos. All right. Maximum all right. chaos. All right. So six races left in, in the regular season. Yes. Pocono. Indianapolis Road Course, Michigan, Richmond, Watkins Glen, Daytona. One, two, three. Yes, six races. All right, we're just going to go six races, six different brand new winners. All right. Okay. So, so the, the, these are the drivers who haven't won a race yet Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick, Eric Alamarola, Eric Jones, Austin Dillon, Michael McDowell, Justin Haley. Bubba Wallace, Chris Busher, Brad Kozlowski, who is, you know, just still deep in the uh, points. Like, like yeah, because of that penalty. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I show him 29th. Okay, tw- gosh. <laughs> like, he's in the top 30 then. Oh, well. Yeah. Good for, mm-hmm. He needs to be in the top 30. Um, Coyle Joy, who's not in the top 30, right? Nope, he's 31st. Yeah, all right. Uh, by a pretty considerable margin too he's like he's like 50 points behind todd gill oh like, yeah uh, like like even if he had won at atlanta uh i i think he would have had to still work points. so yep and you're still missing ty dillon harrison burton and cole custer and todd gilland yep. and ricky stenhouse jr so all right pocono who wins pocono <laughs> <laughs> um these are not our official race picks. These are these, just for chaos. Just um, for chaos. You know, uh, Ryan Blaney. All right, I actually, look, I actually looked uh, him up. Like he's won there before, is he not? No, he got his first win there in 2017. That's, but that's right. But since then, nine starts. Uh, he's only led 32 laps, and only finished better than tenth three times. Oh no! And his best finish was fifth. <laughs> so it's not like an exceptional track for him no it's not a gimme by any means um and he didn't and, and he was a no-show at new hampshire um and he was like the the vegas favorite going into the weekend um, i don't know why i don't know why either that that struck me as odd but he was the vegas favorite to win and he was um a no-show absolute no-show um but like you look ahead and it's like what races could he win i mean there's daytona obviously but like anyone can win daytona he won um, michigan last year he did. Richmond gonna, is like his worst track. I'm going to say Michigan for someone else, and I'll pick. I'll we're, pick. We're, 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 we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay, yes. So, so, so Pocono. Who Blaney, wins? I'll take Blaney. All right. So, okay. I will take. Mm, let's go Harvick. Harvick. Okay. 
Harvard, Harvard profile. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, the road course. Indianapolis Indeed. road course. Second time there. Who, who, uh, I know Ch- Chase Briscoe almost won that last year. I know. Denny, Hamil- like, Denny Hamlin almost won that last year before AJ Allmendinger swooped in. I know we're like 10 days away and that's still a ways out, but I'm looking at the weather forecast. I was looking at the weather forecast for that day and it's supposed to like rain all afternoon. Never so, covered a rain race. Bring it on. So, so we might get, we might get a rain race again. We're a week and a half out still, but that's just something to keep in mind um, as we roll up closer to Indy. And just to go back to Pocono real quick, excuse me. I'm looking forward to Pocono more just to see how this car does potentially for returning to Indianapolis to an oval race. Because Pocono and Indy, yeah, Pocono is its own thing, but like they're both big tracks, they're flat with very little banking on turns. Yeah. In a broad sense, they're very similar. And I would wager that the way that this car races at Pocono would kind of be a reasonable facsimile to how it would race at the uh, oval at the Motor Speedway. So, and, and uh, Dustin Long at NBC Sports, my former editor, he did a story, you know, asking drivers, okay, should the next gen car be used at the oval? And some of the drivers, including, I believe, Brian Blaney, said, actually, I think it would be worse <laughs> with this car. It's like, oh, oh, no. Okay. I mean, hey, and that's totally fine. And I appreciate an honest opinion. Um, I, I would be open, however, in, however cup cars race at the Motor Speedway here in Indy, be at the road course of the Oval. I just want a good race. Yeah. Um, and if the road course is going to be a better race, then so be it. Um, and if, I mean, honestly, the easy answer here is just build up the facilities at IRP and go back and race at IRP. Um, I know the truck series is doing that this year and the uh, Xfinity series yep. used to race there. Why not just build the facilities and have the cup race move there? NR- the NR- NHRA, excuse me, owns that facility now. Maybe NASCAR and the NHRA could come to some sort of agreement to make that track worthy for cup races with facilities and garage spaces and things like that. Uh, make that a Saturday night race in the middle of the summer. That seems like a win-win, but if that was ever going to happen, I suspect that already would have happened. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself. Who's going to win this race? <laughs> Who's going to win this race? I've already picked, you know what? I've already picked Blaney. Of the guys who haven't won, who's a good road course race winner? Uh, I mean, I mean, Truex. Truex. McDowell. This year, anyway, he's. Yeah, he's, he's, he's he done well. Up, he showed up Sonoma. Um, I'll go with Chris Busher. Came in second at Sonoma. Ran pretty well. Won at Road America in the Xfinity Series. Yes, was, was I was running in the top ten. At, yeah, at Road I, America. I will go with Chris Busher. Okay. And I, the last in the last couple of weeks, like he's had speed in that car. That car has looked really strong. The uh, seventeen is ahead of the six car. It seems to be. I'll take Truex. Okay. I will also pick Harvick and Truex to win. I'm just saving them for other races. Yeah. So next we go to Michigan. Oh boy. I'm taking Bubba Wallace. I'm taking Harvick. Okay. All right. Because he's won a bunch there before. I remember, remember like the double header there for the COVID year where they had a double header at Michigan and he just like dominated both races. It wasn't <laughs> like it wasn't like it wasn't well, even that, that was with the 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 high downforce package. Yes, though. yes. It was a different package. So, um so, it was and, it was a different knows. time. Yes. It, it seems like it seems like a lifetime ago. Um but I mean, to be fair to Kevin Harvick, like, yeah, they haven't won races, but they've had speed the last couple of weeks. He's that it seems like they're training in the right direction. I'll still pick them for Michigan, and you're taking Bubba. Yep. Okay. Yep. Based Rick- off based off how he did at Kansas, um, had a, had a arguably a, either a second place or a first place car 
but we'll we'll never know. Yep. Never know. Uh, um all right, then after and it's Richmond. All right. Oh, oh god. Um this is so this is tricky. This is really tricky, you know. <laughs> I, I don't. Man, now we just have dead air on the podcast. <laughs> um, just to throw a name out there, and just for the sake of this experiment, I'll just say Eric Almarola. Okay. All right. Like I do, Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just like you. It's like I don't think that's going to happen. But like, he still won it. I don't know if he stole one last year at New Hampshire because like he had a good car. He ran yeah. well. Just, just surprised yeah. a lot. Of, just surprised a lot of people. So why not? Why not do the? Why not have lightning strike twice? And this time at Richmond. So I'm already forgetting like who I picked for certain races. So. <laughs> um, Richmond. Is Kislowski won at Richmond? I think he's won at Richmond. I think he has. Um, I'm gonna save him. Uh, gosh, here's Kislowski at Richmond. He won last year. Yeah. He oh, he did. Se- wow. Okay. He um, won September of twenty. Uh, two years ago. I'm sorry. September of 2020. Okay. And then he won in 2014 as well. So he's a two-time winner. All right. Fine. I'll, I'll go with Kislowski for Richmond. All right. All right. Kislowski. And then next is Watkins Glen. That's my true X pick. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll go McDowell. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's reasonable. Um, man, he's had such a good year. Good for him and that team. Um, oh yeah. And then next is Daytona, which could shape up to be one of the all-time regular, <laughs> oh one God. of the one of the all-time regular season races. Which is funny because, like, I I, I mean, I covered that last year, and I thought it was going to be just an absolute cluster, and they they behaved themselves like it, it, yeah. until I mean until the very end until the end yeah and, and then it just <laughs> but for you know two and a half stages it's like all right this is just this is really good racing I'm on the edge of my seat nothing bad's happened and then yeah. <laughs> made you know the last you know 10 laps or whatever um who won that race last year brian blaney that yeah that's right yeah it was blaney that's right um, who i actually i i bought i went to walmart today went to the the toy aisle saw, saw what their wares were when it came to die casts <laughs> and they had the brian blaney race win die cast i was like i'll take you there you go <laughs> nice i am going to get the uh Daniel Suarez diecast for his first win, and I still need to get the Bubba Wallace win from his Talladega win last year. Which size? Which size? One twenty, like the one sixty, one twenty-four. Yeah, like the actual like decent size diecast. Okay, okay, yeah, one twenty-four. Yeah, big one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd like to because I don't have like the the only NASCAR I have. It's right back here. It's my Bubba Wallace Black Lives Matter diecast, and it's signed. It came signed. Oh damn! Oh oh, damn! Yeah, it was cool. So, uh, have you picked Blaney to win yet? I think I did. I did. I pick him for Pocono. I picked him for Pocono. You did? Yeah. Sure. Wait, which? <laughs> Who did you? <laughs> you should have wrote this down. I, I, um, well, I, I started writing them down too late. So. 
Uh, uh, oh, here's the thing. Okay, like right now, like Brian Blaney, like there's two there's two spots left in to get on points. It's Truex and Blaney. Yeah, Blaney could win the regular season points without winning a race and get so. In. Yeah, he could. It doesn't seem likely, um, but he but he could. And Chase Elliott and Ross Chastain would have to really have really struggle here down the stretch, but. Um, so just to recap, I remember my pick. So Pocono was Blaney. Indy Road Course, I picked Busher. Michigan, I picked Harvick. Richmond, I picked Amarola. Watkins Glen, I picked uh, Truex. And then for Daytona, man, there's like three people I want to pick. It's uh, Austin Dillon, Eric Jones, or Bubba Wallace. For me, it's Blaney, uh, Stenhouse, and Eric Jones. Yeah, yeah Stenhouse, too. You know, Bubba's came in second there at that race twice, um, at least at that track twice, not this particular race. Um, Eric Jones has won there before. Austin Dillon obviously has won there before. Stenhouse obviously um, is a good plate racer um, or super speedway racer, excuse me. It's really tough. It's really, really tough. Um, just to pick a sentimental favorite, I'll just go with Bubba. I'll, that'll be my pick. Driving the make driving the McDonald's car to victory lane to guarantee a playoff spot. I don't, I don't know what oh, I, on on the hero cards for Wallace. It lists where the McDonald's races are. I have no idea if he has that for Daytona or not. Last um, summer Daytona race, it was like the Columbia car where they made it look like a fish. It was really mm-hmm. cool, really cool. They really um, they do they do a really good job with the Columbia schemes. The the scheme for Road America where it was like fish made to look like the American flag. Yes, like, oh, that's that's. Yeah, yeah. Just the, the 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 schemes in general out of twenty three eleven and Trackhouse have been really really good. Granted, Kurt Busch's is really easy with Monster because like their logo is just so <laughs> it's just iconic. And I just I, I'm a sucker for matte black finishes, so it's not it's none of oh, that. Oh yeah, that, that, I loved I loved the Furniture Row. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like simple, clean. Yeah, none of that glossy black. Just that, that matte black finish looks great. Um, All right. So, so, so yeah. who, who are you taking Daytona? I picked Bubba. Hey, Bubba. But I mean, gosh, given the house, based on, depending on what happens, if some of these other races lead up to Daytona, that's going to be that race is already a madhouse. It's, it could be incredibly insane. Like I would hate to be one of the drivers on the outside and having to win at Daytona, especially like Blaney or Truex or Harvick. Like if they don't win any of these races up to Daytona, and now they're suddenly on the bubble, and you've got to put all your eggs in the Daytona basket. Ooh. Who are you like, picking? It, it like. In that kind of situation, you kind of, I would kind of lean towards Blaney because he is a very just like centered, doesn't really, you know, go off the handle or anything. Except yeah. the, except at the Bush Clash where he threw his Hans device at Eric Jones. Which is, <laughs> uh, that's still like a top five. What just happened moment for me because I just you don't expect that from from him. Well, he's a a, a bad teammate decision away from being a Daytona 500 winner this year, so. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to go. That's no shade against Austin Sender. If you got to do what you got to do, it's Daytona 500. But yeah. I'm going to go with Coyla Joy. <laughs> <laughs> Which he would win and he probably wouldn't even make the playoffs. Like I said, he's, <laughs> he's 50 points behind 30th. 50. Like Todd Gillen's 50 points ahead of him. That's 
that's I mean that's a lot of points to make up within a certain I mean hey you know if he gets the win and Gillen comes in last and he wins a bunch of stages maybe in one race alone he could make up 50 points I doubt it but you know though yeah it will, will be interesting to see if, like it's Ty Dillon like somehow appears out of thin air <laughs> or, wins. or what do you, a, you how do you like me now gms <laughs> it's a rain it's a rain shortened race and bj mcleod wins oh my and then it, it'd be so the justin haley situation <laughs> yes yes but like why you know i'd be happy for him um but yes he wouldn't even how come bj mcleod whenever i look up points i don't see bj mcleod on espn or nascar's website for points well he, he's not full he hasn't ran every race for one. Oh, really? I thought he's he, what races does he miss? It seems like he's always there every week. Yeah, he's only made 16 starts, so there's four races he hasn't. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I wonder if okay, that's why I would I'd be curious to know which races they weren't. I would assume some of them are road courses, but I, again, it's neither here nor there right now. Uh, okay, so we've picked our winners now. What all right, so I don't know. <laughs> so, New yeah. Hampshire, uh, good, good last third yes. of the race uh christopher bell won for his second career win uh i i didn't realize how good he was in new hampshire he he's made three xfinity starts there won all three yes they made two truck starts won one of them um and so i think this would have made his third cup start so now he's now he's mr new hampshire then i mean yeah like he he had, he had it in the long run he he got yes. around Chase Elliott, thank thank you, uh, number nineteen team for not having the right pit strategy. <laughs> or yes. this this would have been such a such a different podcast. Well, speaking of like it, I, how long did it take you to get used to the paint schemes for JGR this weekend? I want to talk to someone at JGR <laughs> and their sponsors. Okay, so how are you guys like um, doing this? Because when sports clips was on bush at some point this year or last year and that was weird it's like yeah and it's been um, on danny hamlin's car and uh christopher bell but yeah seeing the green interstate batteries yeah, car and, yeah inter- interstate Truex. batteries on 19 is like and I then don't... seeing kyle bush in a dewalt car yes i was like what <laughs> what is happening i was like what like for a second i thought like the graphics on like nbc's broadcast were messed up i was like Martin Truex on it. I was like, oh yeah, no, no, no. like it took me to like like 30 laps before I finally got like got used to seeing those colors with those drivers. It was just jarring. It, it's next thing you know, we'll be seeing like Bass Pro on Kyle Bush's cars. <laughs> like that, I don't know. I don't think Kyle Bush has ever fished in his life. So I don't know. <laughs> and then Denny Hamlin would be what, like the Ream, the Ream car. It's, it, see Martin see Martin Truex in a FedEx car with so Jordan like, Brand logos. Like, like Hamlin had Coke on his car for the first time at Atlanta. Looked great. Yeah, really Looked good car. Very, very good. Um, I, was, I was shocked that that was the first time it's ever happened because he's a Coca-Cola driver. Yeah, but no, but he's gone his entire career with having FedEx on the car pretty much every single race up until last year. Yeah. When they get the offer pad stuff in there for a few races. And now you got Coke on it, which it made sense for Atlanta because that's Coke's home. Yeah. So, but yeah, I was surprised that uh, it we hadn't seen one on him so far. But no, that was a great car. Great car. Um, so anyway, uh, New Hampshire, it was decent, you know. Um, yeah. But was it, was it, 
82.7% according to <laughs> the Jeff Gullett poll. John, was it an 82.7 race? You know, I was kind of on the fence of how to vote. Um, I voted no ultimately just because, yeah. like you said, it was a third of a good race. But that was and like 90 laps. I mean, that, that's that's that, that's a lot of a lap. It's a lot. A lot it's a lot of a race. Um, I ultimately just voted no because I just couldn't get over the fact that the first two stages were just utter snooze fests. I voted. I voted yes because it, ninety laps is is significant. It's like I was like, how is this going to play out? The, there was the fuel right. mileage kind of aspect that never. Yeah, I out. totally. Yeah, I totally get uh, where someone would vote yes for this. And like I said, I was on the fence. I had to talk. I had to talk myself into it. But I, I did vote no. This, this but wasn't I was, like I was in the minority. This wasn't like. 295 laps were uneventful and then we got like this five lap yeah someone blew a tire with five to Th- go and we then got i would have said no yeah. yeah um but this was so so yeah according to to the jeff gluck poll it was 82.7 which is now on google it's the, the 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 poll is no longer on twitter because apparently someone someone bought votes to try and I, sabotage I so yeah how, someone bought votes to sabotage the atlanta race how how much free time do you have to have on your hand I have to no do idea. that it's probably like a shareholder for one of the uh for the company that owns atlanta it's just like <laughs> i'll get back at them <laughs> i will sabotage this twitter poll surely that will show them the air of their ways so uh, yeah i'm with you I, I legitimately don't know who would have that kind of time or even that level of uh interest to care enough to try and do it but not me. <laughs> yeah, not me. Sailor. Also, I wonder how much money it cost to like. Because did you listen to the Teardown podcast where he said that like it was yeah. like six thousand votes? So someone bought six thousand no votes. I wonder how much money that cost. Like or like is or is it or is it just the price of like one like sad monkey face or whatever for all those some, NFTs? Some, somewhere in a house in America, a young a young child is coming up to her their parents go, going papa. Why can't I afford to go to college? Well, Cindy, uh, about ten years ago, I, I, I in, a, in a moment of weakness, I, I uh, spent a good chunk of change to sabotage Jeff Gluck's good grace, good race poll on Twitter. What's Twitter? That's beside the fact, Cindy. Uh, who's, who's Jeff Gluck? You know, that's no shade to Jeff Gluck, but like you know. But uh, yeah, kids six years ago, I, I I dipped into what would have been your college fund. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> to influence a Twitter poll because I hate that Corey LaJoy got robbed. Um, maybe it was maybe it was Corey LaJoy. There's your conspiracy. It was Corey LaJoy, the Stacking Pennies podcast guy, took all those pennies that he's been stacking and he exchanged him for 6,000 no votes on the on Jeff Klutz <laughs> good race poll. Um, but yes, I'm glad it survived. I'm glad it's still going in a different format. Um, New Hampshire was 82%, 82.7. So we'll just go with 82% for purposes of what we do here for the Rotten Tomatoes thing. Um, I've won two straight. We're tied at two apiece. Um, so last week, I beat you with space balls. So what do you... What do you what do you got for me? (laughs) (laughs) So what what do you got for me this week? I went first last time, so now it's your turn to go first. All right. Oh, this this was actually I was hoping to use this as a transition into our next segment. Um, but you know, we uh it was an eventful Tuesday in the NASCAR world after months of you know, this this being the the worst 
the worst kept secret in NASCAR. Yes. NASCAR finally announced in Chicago yesterday that the July 4th weekend in 2023, the race will not be held in Daytona. It will not be held in Road America. It will be held on the streets of Chicago. And so before we talk about that, though, the movie I chose, uh, I think, is a quintessential uh, Chicago movie. Um, if you said it, Chicago it, movie, this would be the movie I, I would think of it, first. Is it the musical Chicago? No. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's not. Um, no. Um, you know, like, what do, what do you do when you, you fake sick? You know, fool your parents thinking you're sick and you go on a joyride with your 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 friend's dad's ferrari with your girlfriend you know visiting the sites you know going to art museums going to the stock exchange uh you know trick tricking uh a listen restaurant to, listen to the beatles songs oh yeah you know spontaneously doing uh you know singing twist and shouts d- during a what was the what parade was it it was like i forget what parade it was but there's like I think it's something German related. But anyway, we can, anyway, we can, we can just pretend it was a White Sox World Series victory parade. <laughs> You're a White Sox guy, okay? I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't follow baseball, but like, yeah, sure. I, I if you had to choose, if you had to choose, <laughs> yeah, if I had to choose, yeah, I would cheer for the White Sox. Anyway, so anyway, John, I am pitting you against the Jeff Gluck Good Race poll result for New Hampshire versus the 1986. John Hughes classic. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Surely that has more than an 82. It has to. There's no, like, like, I don't know a single person who's watched that movie and not liked it. Um, I agree. Yeah, that's, I've never... that's, that's so weird that we even be in the conversation for this. Um, that would mean like for every four people that like it, one don't. Um, I'm going to go higher. Fer- Ferris Bueller's is higher? Yes, I'm gonna say Ferris Bueller's higher than New Hampshire. Eh, really? Ferris Bueller's Day Off has an 81 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> based off based off 74 reviews. An 81. Yeah, I was shocked. Wow. Like, I've never, yeah, I've never met someone who didn't like Fer- like. Like, what do the negative reviews even say about it? I don't know. I I, I, <laughs> I hate everything and I want to die. Like, period. Like, what? <laughs> like, it's just a fun movie. Like, from start yeah. to finish. It's just so... It's just fun. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's iconic. Got a it's great like, soundtrack. I mean, it's... It's... it's Yeah. I don't... Yeah. I don't... I don't, I don't get it. So, but yeah, 81% lower um, than the new hampshire race bowl well that breaks my streak and well, that gives you a chance to retake the lead bring it on um so mine doesn't tie i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad you tied yours into chicago and I'm, I'm excited to talk about chicago but um for me uh you know we're in the dog days of summer here fourth of july is over i almost i almost chose the movie heat god that movie rules man i haven't seen that movie in so long i remember the first time i watched heat and like when there, there's a word that, that extended like i, I haven't uh, I, I i tried watching it once i didn't get far into it so. Oh, so good there's an extended like shootout sequence in like the streets of like downtown i think it's la but it's so loud like the gunshots are so loud because it just ricochets all the sound ricochets off all well, the that's, that's that's kind of michael mann's kind of trademark because i Michael Mann did uh, um, the Tom Cruise movie. 
uh, oh yeah uh, lateral yes, it's like yes. that gun, the guns are very loud yeah oh my god it was so loud retry heat i know it's long i know it's three hours but so so good there, there's, um, a, there's a there's a sequel book coming out that's co-written by michael mann oh really what's yeah. it heat heat two heat yeah. here yeah basically heat, yeah. heat two heat ear. um heat <laughs> uh so we're in the dog days of summer fourth of july is over a lot of kids got nothing to do but sit around and wait for school to start up it's super hot um you're just looking for a break so but not you know while christopher bell and tyler reddick and all these other jace elliott are having a great summer there are some people like brian blaney and mark Shurex and uh Kevin Harvick, who on paper you would think are having a good summer, but things are not always as they seem. And especially in this movie that takes place in summer, uh, the word summer is in the title because it's based off of a holiday called Midsummer, the 2019 horror film. I have not seen that movie. I, have not. I know you're not. Are you not a horror guy? No. Okay. I'm a horror. I like horror comedies, but the straight up horror, no. Fair enough. Um, this is yeah midsummer tells the story of a, uh, it's well it stars florence Pugh. she's in it um she's the main character her right before her, she was a russian assassin her and her friends we came out in 2019 so uh her and her friends make a trip over to uh europe to visit uh a village during this mid midsummer uh holiday and uh, they get stuck inside of a terrifying, like, pagan cult. A lot of weird stuff starts I, happening. I, 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 yeah, I, I remember it, but yeah, I've never seen it. A lot it. of weird, uh, violent, dark things start happening. But the thing is, is, like, almost this entire movie takes place in the middle of the day. So, like, that's there's no, like, dark jump scares. Most of this mm. movie's in the middle of the day. So, um, yeah, Midsummer, starring Florence Pugh. Did more people, did critics like this? Or did more people like New Hampshire starring I, Christopher Bell? I vaguely Bell. remember there being a lot of critical buzz around that. Even the, knowing I would never watch it. <laughs> 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 um, higher. The, the, the movie's higher. You, you, correct. By one. Got an 83%. Whew. Um, All right. Yes, it's it's very long. It's like two and a half hours, which for a horror movie is that's long for any movie, let alone a horror movie. So I will keep that in mind. At some point, we're, we're going to do a spinoff of this podcast, John, where we just review all the movies we've included. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, maybe I should maybe I should rewatch Midsummer. I don't know. That's that's yeah, got to be in a really bad spot to watch that. And I've actually been or, a good or, movie. Or I've actually been a good. Movie or we just host a film festival, but the Jeff Gluck. <laughs> <laughs> does he know about this i know that like you like i know tag him, him every of. time but i have a Next, response for him well is he gonna be okay you're gonna be in town for the indy road course race and i live in indy so like if there's a tweet up we can like talk to him about this if he's there if he's yeah. there which who knows we'll see um well that's the end of that uh <laughs> you have a three two lead and we're winding up here towards the playoffs i, I, know, so. I know my movies you know I, I know you do i know you do <laughs> damn it um my goal is to beat you in this so badly uh but we will see as the rest of the season goes but yes you mentioned it chicago yeah the, the worst kept secret yeah everyone knew this was happening um uh they announced it uh bubba wallace was there driving his mcdonald's toyota through the streets of chicago it looked really cool the, there, um, there are people the, you know asking bob pockers on twitter why Bubba Wallace? It's like it's Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah. Um, the the Bulls 
are located in Chicago. Michael Jordan played yeah. on the Bulls. Yeah. He owns Bubba Wallace's car. Yeah. Bubba Wallace is also the most recognizable driver in NASCAR right now. Yeah. Weird. What, I don't, what, what's hard about that? You're, you're, stop, stop making sense, Daniel. You're making too much sense. No, no, don't do that. Um, I did I did see, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Road America, who lost their spot on the Cup Series schedule, put out a statement saying this yeah. couldn't have happened at the worst possible time. So uh, <laughs> That's not what it said. But <laughs> no, that's not what it said. I, I appreciate the callback. I appreciate the callback. Yeah, that's not what it said. Um, but yeah, uh, honestly, I'm fine with it. As we've said before, if you're NASCAR, this is an obvious move. Yeah. You're, you're taking... You're taking your sport to the people instead of building a track, which is never going to happen again, or trying to have a race out in the middle of nowhere, far away from where everyone is, and hope they come to you. Just bring the race to them. Yeah. Especially Road, where- Road America is great. I'm, yeah. I, I'm glad I got to experience that before this happened. I got to do it once. It was incredible. I want to go back, though I, I want to be in better physical walking condition. Um, so, <laughs> um uh, but Road America, that is a diehard track. That's yes. what that like. Yes, that. Um, so, Chicago, do you know? Third- here, here's some uh, demographics for you. The entire population of Wisconsin. How much do you think it is? I actually looked this up yesterday. <laughs> um, just, just think about it. Um, and I, I don't remember the numbers but it's like five, it's five point eight million people for the whole state of wisconsin for just this the metro area of chicago it's 9.5 million people almost yeah. 10 million people so almost double the population of the entire state of wisconsin just in the chicago metro area yeah. and you're going to put a cup race there especially near the grant park area which is where Lollapalooza is every year it's yeah. a major area where there's a lot of foot traffic um, the roads are very wide there because it's a major part where there's a lot of uh, road traffic. So like, it's not like this is going to be like a narrow street course, like what IndyCar had in Nashville last year. It's going to be very wide, lots of passing opportunities. It just makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Like yeah. why wouldn't NASCAR do this? Also, like NASCAR is at Chicagoland for, you know, 18, 19 years. That's in jo- Joliet, Illinois. That's 40 minutes or whatever away yes. from the downtown area. That takes effort. <laughs> Like yes. it, it, I mean, it takes effort to get to most NASCAR tracks, um, I, and I, I'm pretty sure there, there there are adults within the city limits of Chicago who have never left the city limits of Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, put like this. Yeah, it, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Instead of instead of t- instead of you know, especially in a place like Chicago, a lot of people don't even have cars because they don't need to because they've yeah. got public transportation. So now they can just hop on the L right down to Grant Park and boom, you're in the middle of a NASCAR race. And there's a friend of mine that I went to high school with that I still talk to pretty regularly. Um, she's a black woman, mm-hmm. and she started following NASCAR. Uh, in 2020 because of everything that happened with Bubba Wallace. So she yeah. knows who Bubba Wallace is. She knows about 2311 racing. And she's even expressed interest to me about wanting to attend a NASCAR race. And when this news broke, like she texted me saying like, I'm going to have a NASCAR party at my apartment next year. And I'm going to go to this race. And I'm going to awesome. wear a bunch of Bubba Wallace stuff. And like, she's a black woman. I don't know this <laughs> like, woman, but I want to invite myself to this party. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like she said, she's going to have a NASCAR party next year and it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's just going to be something for the whole city to get behind. Like this, like I, there's, I don't see where the loss is here. 
Like, well, like, well, all, like all, there could all, be lost. I, like, 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 I, I, like, I was at Road America, and there was, I lost count of the, the number of people who, who, especially at the tweet up with Bob, was like, who were just like, just they were just dismayed that like they might lose their date. It's like, like, I get it. You're, this is a great track, historic track, but you can't treat the Road America race date as a sacred thing in yeah. the NASCAR because it's, it's not. No, it can't not. be sacred after two years. It's no. So, Southern 500. And especially, especially when it's a Tyler Reddit pass away from just being the Chase Elliott show two straight years. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I get that it's historic, um, and I get that among the racing diehards, it holds a yeah. sacred place. But, like, yeah. in terms of on-track product, it just hasn't been there for the Cup Series. It just hasn't. Yeah, I mean, but, but like, I, I can't remember if we've actually talked about it. Like, when it comes to the schedule, the only sacred – don't touch this things, in my opinion, are they, the Daytona 500, the Coke 600, Southern 500, which they messed with that and then put it back where it needed to be. Yeah. And um, the Bristol Night Race, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Um, uh, because, like, the Brickyard 400 is no longer the Brickyard 400. It's now the road course race. Yeah. Um, which I, 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 I know most people disagree with me. In my mind, it's still Indianapolis. Yeah, it, like I, if I'm crossing the yard of bricks in front of that pagoda to win a race, I don't care if it's going this way or that way. <laughs> I, right. I have won a race at Indianapolis. That yeah. to me, that to me, that's still a big deal. I don't care how many corners I have to to, to race around. Right, and yeah. you know, if you wanna if you wanna win at the Brickyard, turn it left, and you're an NASCAR guy, just try the Indy 500. Talk to Jimmy Johnson, talk to Kurt Busch, and try the Indy 500. There you go. Like it's it's that. It's that easy. I mean, I know it's way more difficult than that, but but you get what I'm saying. Um, but but for me, those four or five races, those are the things you do not touch. Yeah, like, I agree. Everything else is negotiable. Yeah, is uh, NASCAR needs to be nimble where when they need to be in order to just get maximum, um, you know, just get the most out of what they can. Right. Uh, like like what they with the clash, like moving it to LA. Yeah putting it in a major area. It got a ton of people to show up and a ton of people watched it on TV. Like the ratings of it were through the roof. Um, and I really have high hopes for this street course, uh, which is NASCAR's first in their history, which I didn't know. I would assume they'd done street course racing before. Well, the, NASCAR, um, the NASCAR Southwest series back in like 2000, like 99, 2000, they did like two street court races in Los Angeles. Like okay. they were racing around the Coliseum. That's cool. Um, and then, uh, the Xfinity series, you know, went to Montreal for about five years. And that's like a hybrid course. It's like yeah. both specifically built and also kind of in streets. Um, so there was that. But yeah, it's this is completely new. Um and, and I like but back on Road America, like I there are other races that should have lost or other tracks that should have lost race dates. Kansas, Richmond you can't fill up those places anymore. No, mm-hmm. um, no so why, Richmond, why Richmond has two races I, is beyond me. Yeah. Um, honestly. 15 years ago, yeah. Now, no. Honestly, I'd be okay if they would have taken Texas off the tra- off the schedule completely. Well, that, that NASCAR doesn't own Texas. That's an SMI track. Mm, so that yeah. you, you have to think about tracks that NASCAR owns. That's true. So, That's true. Um, even, I mean, Kansas put on a great race, you know, a few months ago with Kurt Busch winning, but it, it, 
the, the attendance has been terrible. Well, it also just doesn't Awful. need two. It doesn't need two races. Like I don't know why they had po- that. Why they gave Pocono two races for so long? Like within like yeah. a month apart. And then yeah. They wondered, and they that, wonder. That, that, yeah. yeah. And they wonder yeah. why the attendance was bad. It's like because you're going there twice in a month. Like yeah, no. Like like oftentimes well, the, the, less the, seems the to be more. Has never really been bad at Pocono for the most part that I can remember. Um, but but yeah, the whole. F- within a month that that never made sense to me <laughs> right right yeah it doesn't make any sense but no yeah yes we're on the same page here in the fact yeah. that if you're nascar you obviously do this um it's it was a three-year deal correct so they're at least going to do they, this for they, three that's years. been it's been report like uh what the athletic they they got the a letter that chicago sent to nascar and then it, yeah it stated three years. okay I mean, so, but they, they didn't say yesterday three years, but yes, three years. Yeah, this looks this this on paper. This all sounds great. The only question is, will it race well? And I, I'm, I'm, it doesn't I'm matter. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. ch- like ch- ch- Chase Elliott said a couple of weeks ago, it ne- it needs to be a good event. The, it d- doesn't matter whether we as drivers or the teams like the track, as long as it, that thing goes off without a hitch. There's there's nothing embarrassing or True. anything. The optics of NASCAR racing along Lake Michigan, with yes. the skyline behind them, um, yeah, event atmosphere. Oh yeah, they're gonna have concerts galore there. I mean, I like mean, I mean, for everything I've I've heard, the the F one Grand Prix in Miami wasn't a great race, but it was still a spectacle. And, yes, I mean, yeah, no, the race was the race was not good, but yeah, no, that, as long as it's a party, people remember the party. Yeah. Um, I would still hope the race delivers on that right. as okay. well. Like this is like okay. IndyCar. They they have they have their street courses. Long Beach, St. Petersburg, Toronto, Toronto. Detroit. Um yes. are they ever really good races? <laughs> ever? Yeah. I mean <laughs> Yeah, I mean I know you're not much of an IndyCar guy, but yeah. Hey, I do, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey. I no, I like IndyCar. Yeah, um, I didn't say you hate IndyCar. Like, um, but I've the last memorable street course race that I can remember watching was in Houston back in like 14, I, I think. I think Something it's the one like, that I think it's the one that Frank Keaty got injured in. Yeah. Um, but I remember watching that, like, oh, this is great. But other than that, like, oh, oh, second place. Can he get around first place with two laps to go? No, he's not. <laughs> I mean, it stop. It it's he's not. He he can't do the thing he needs to do because he doesn't have freaking bumpers. He, he can't force him out of the way. There's no room and he, there's no room for him when you come down to it. No, he's not gonna get around. Like I think Long Beach this year. Uh, Scott, what's Scott Mike? What's his Scott name? McLaughlin? Scott Scott. Yeah, he won, and the guy who finished second was right on his tail. But he was never. There was never going to be a chance. It was never going to happen. With NASCAR, you get those fenders, baby. <laughs> you got those God-given fenders. On uh, a new on a new car where there's little give. So, so I can't wait. Like that's gonna be fun. I, I, most of the Twitter reaction was like, "Oh, that, that track looks. That there's no passing zones. It, you don't need." You, you make you make the passing zones. Well, I think there's going to be plenty of passing zones. I mean, the, the, there's plenty of long enough straightaways leading up to tight corners. But yeah, yeah. like you said, like there, there's going to be plenty of, of passing and bumping. I would suspect. Um, 
I, I'm genuinely excited for it. And like, I, I went online and I gave in my information to get notifications for when tickets go on sale. Like I, I really am going to try and make a concerted effort to go to this race next year. Like I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I really hope to go. So, John, and, like, and, and besides it's only like a three hour drive from my house, which isn't that bad, especially considering I get an hour back because of the time change. So. So, so, so should I also make plans to, to attend with you? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Darlington, Chicago. <laughs> uh, sure. Let's, let's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The more the merrier. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would, I mean, I've got, I know a couple people in Chicago where I could, I could probably have a free place. No, like, oh man, like I, I, for the most part, love road course racing in general, but like when I was at road America, it, 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 that was my first natural, like, oh yeah, Coda, eh, if you want to call that natural or anything, but be, being a fan at a road course race is not a great experience because uh, you, <laughs> you pick, unless you want to walk and do a lot of walking, yes. you're pretty much going to commit to either the turn for your ticket or like at Road America, turn five, yeah, which was just a flood of humanity. And it, that's, that's your spot. And luckily in turn five, they have a video board so you can, you know, see what's what's happening. Um, but if, if you're in a section of track where there's not a video board. Yeah, you're just you're, you better turn on that 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 radio because that's and <laughs> especially no, a place like Road America, it's four miles long. My no, goodness. and there's no and no, the cell signal. Terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Of course it is. Well, yeah, because so, you're in the middle of nowhere. You're out in the boonies. But luckily, you know, Chicago, you would hope you would hope. have good, good, good cell reception. I would I would be curious to see, like, what the seating arrangements are going to look like. It's I mean, obviously, I would assume they have grandstands along the front stretch because right there is where, like, the big fountains are and everything. Well, and, that's that's where all the, the cabanas are going to be. Yeah. Suites and stuff. Yeah. You know? I'll be curious to see what seating arrangements look like. But yeah, I, I'm genuinely going to try and make a concerted effort to get to that race next year. Good. For sure, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, big win in that, big win for NASCAR already, um, and I wanted, I can't wait to see how this, this new car this races sh- on it. So this should have happened a long time ago. I agree. Like NASCAR is the number one sport in the country, though you know F1's, you know, coming along trying to, you know, yeah, F1's getting there. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever get there. I don't, think um, it, I don't think it will either, the, but... Once that Netflix show goes away, I'm curious what happens. Well, um, I am curious to see just the demographics, like when they look at the NASCAR, like the ratings for NASCAR are big, but like the 18 to 49-year-old audience like F1 has right now. So I yeah. mean, I, that's just something to keep in mind. At some, but who knows well, at some point, that 18 forward. to 49 demographic is going to figure out, oh, wait, this racing isn't that great. <laughs> um, I'm just here for the Netflix drama, apparently, and the party. Um always the party <laughs> and the status and the prestige but yeah i'm with you this but, should have, it should have happened a while ago but i'm glad it's happening now I'm but like, so so indycar has what four four street court races yes uh, F, f1's got miami now here they're it's gonna got, have vegas it's, next it's year it's gonna have it's gonna have vegas like, like nascar is playing catch up in in this and like if it, if it wasn't i wrote this in my column at frenchers.com like if it wasn't for that five-year sanctioning agreement that NASCAR had with its tracks that ended in 2020, I would love to know where NASCAR would be right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because this, sh- this should have been happening so much sooner. Yep. Um, like I agree. So, but you know, a lot of people that 
a lot of people in the, in, in NASCAR, especially in auto racing in general, it's, you know, it's old money, old way of thinking, old mindset. If it's not broke, why fix it? So, <laughs> well, a lot of people argue it was broken for better part of a decade. Yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, for sure. Um, uh, just, it just took forever for people and, to wake up. And I'm glad, um, that, I'm glad that this will be on NBC, not Fox. So, <laughs> so I'm glad that, that, NBC, that should, I'm, I'm curious what the schedule will be with, because the July 4th race this year was the second NBC race. Yes. Because Nashville's first. Yes. I would imagine, like, you make this race number one for the second half of the season, right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Nashville and then Chicago is not a bad one-two punch. But just, I mean, just the significance of this race. I, oh, I for mean, sure, I, yeah. I, I, I think you want that to be the headliner. Oh, I agree. Um, I agree. Um, yeah, that's something to keep in mind. I don't know. So, but yeah, I like I I can't wait. I'm. It's. It should be, like I said, it it could be a bad race, um, but it the end result could be really great for NASCAR. Yeah, I agree. So, um, all right, Chicago, good. We agree on all, all things. So, um, <laughs> so, so my former colleagues at NBC Sports uh, today published a story about the whole Kyle Busch contract saga going on with Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, and Dave, David Wilson, uh, the president of Toyota Racing Development. Uh, have you frozen, John? No. Oh, oh uh, no, I'm not frozen. Oh, you you just weren't moving off. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I got uh, I got, a, I got a text and I had to read it. Sorry. Okay. All right. It was so, important. so so David Wilson, the president of Toyota Racing Development, um, was quoted, you know, as saying, "We are in a very bad like place when it comes to." <laughs> making this new contract with Kyle Busch happen. Which is just what you want to hear, right? If you're Kyle Busch. Yeah, like he said, like we have a lot of heavy lifting to do. Um, it's, it's July. We're, we're, we're halfway through the season and the only multi-active cup champion, Kyle Busch, the, the, the winningest active NASCAR driver, doesn't know for sure what his plans are going to be for 2023. And uh, Joe Gibbs was asked, you know, Sunday after Christopher Bell's win about the whole situation. And he said he was surprised that it's gotten to this point. Kyle Busch was asked Saturday, have you talked to other teams? And he said, yeah, we've been talking to other teams. Like, all I mean, right. And, that, and that's fair. That's, that's absolutely fair for him to be talking to other teams. Cause I, I wonder what's going on behind the scenes. Do you have any sort of intel about what's going on behind the scenes here? Like, I know that a lot of teams keep contract stuff, you know, pretty tight. Yeah, I, but I, I, I haven't talked to anyone, but I'm just like, I'm just going off the way people are acting. Like, and they're not acting great. They're not acting no. optimistic. They're not. No, like, they're, not, they're, they're not even paying like service to like, the, you know, oh yeah, we'll get something done. You know, no, yeah, they're, we're, they're saying we're, we're a, working really hard yeah. on this. Um, yeah. They're like, not even, I, I, they're not even I saying, asked, like, oh, we're confident we can get something done. We're in the weeds right now. We're confident we can get something done. They're, they all seem to be ringing some alarms here. Like, I asked David Wilson last week during the 2311 Tyler Redick announcement, was like, is there, a, like, a drop-dead date? Like, is there, like, some date on the calendar where, like, if we if we don't have a thing in place by this point, uh-oh. But he said there wasn't. He said there wasn't, like, 
an, an absolute date so i'm like um but i don't know it's if i if i'm a betting man based off what david wilson said today or said this week like i put it at like a 65 percent chance that kyle bush doesn't come back to jgr but then i'm like okay where's he go like you got the number 10 spot mm-hmm. over at Stewart house racing that's really kind of like the only that's just what i was gonna say the only one the only spot that could potentially be open Unless um, unless RCR just wants to just go full nuclear with Tyler Reddick, get, <laughs> get rid of him a year early in the eight. Oh, oh I, I kind of thought about that too. Like butterfly effect, that happens. Instead of putting Ty Gibbs into the eighteen, you slide Reddick into the eighteen. Slide Reddick in the eighteen for a year. It's a hypothetical. Yeah, but I don't think that'll happen. But it just it seems like. This is this is all because they don't have a sponsor. Right? No, it, that, that's all it is. That's, that's all, all it is. is. They don't have a sponsor. Um, like David Wilson told NBC Sports, um, it's it's still weird referring to NBC Sports as this other thing that I'm not part of. <laughs> still, still weird. Um, uh, but he, he told them like they 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 got close with one sponsor, but then it like fell through. So. And I know uh, Adam Stern of Sports Business Journal uh, tweeted at some point in a few months ago that they were like close in like close negotiations with like a tech company, I believe it was. So I'm gonna uh, connect a couple dots and say get this thing with the tech company fell through. Um, so like like Mars announced they were leaving December, December of last year. Yeah. And so we're like yeah. seven, eight months later. Yeah, they've had um, plenty of roadway here. And it, I wonder if, look, I know that it's hard to make a pitch these days to any company as to why they should spend tens of millions of dollars on putting their logo on a ra- on the side of a race car. I yeah. know that's a tough sell. Um, and I know that Kyle Busch is a polarizing figure. I know even, that- Even though he is a polarizing figure, back, back at the end of 2020, uh, a, a polling company- Morning Consult, I believe, did did a poll about the most recognizable NASCAR drivers at the time. Number one was Bubba Wallace, be, you know, basically because of everything that happened to him mm-hmm. that year. Number two was Kyle Busch, and he was only behind like like by maybe one percentage point two. Um, Chase Elliott, the most popular driver in NASCAR, was like fifth or sixth. Um, so. Well, I mean, for as prickly as Kyle Busch is, like, he never did anything to burn bridges with M and M's. Like, he wasn't like, like no, he, he always, no, he no, he gave M and M's plenty of instances where they could go. Never mind, we're, we're gone. Nope, but they did not 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 when he intentionally wrecked Ron Hornaday at Texas in 2011. Not when he walked down right. the road in right, Las like, Vegas and like punched. Things, like the things Legato. he did, like, but I'm saying, like, he like. When it came, when the cameras were in front of him and he was talking on the mic, he didn't like, yeah, you know, like I know, like his personality is prickly, but like he didn't like undercut Eminem's in like a, that verbal kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like you get what I'm saying. He didn't bite the hand that feeds him in that explicit of a way. Like he still, like even though he's prickly and he's he's very difficult to deal with sometimes. Like he still knows who pays the bills mm-hmm. and will walk that walk when he has to. Like he's in commercials. He, have you ever i was about to say this have you ever i can't remember ever seeing him in, in him in an m&m's commercial 
to my nobody's in, nobody's in Toyota commercials. Toyota commercials, but I've never. I, so I like, I mean, he knows who's 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 paying the bills. Like, if I had, if you know, if I was a gazillionaire and I had a bunch of money, like I wouldn't necessarily be afraid of Kyle Busch like representing my company necessarily in those regards. Um, I mean, I know that he's not. A, I know he's not for everyone. Like, like he has to be a good fit. Like, I don't think. I'm trying to think. I I don't think Chick Fil A is going to sponsor him or anything. <laughs> given given given. Well, we I know, think Joe. Could, I think Joe Gibbs would be okay with that. Joe um, Gibbs would be okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, so, but with with I know I know Ty Gibbs is only 19. He's still winning a lot in Xfinity, and he's got Monster sponsorship already. You just and Monsters already is pouring millions of dollars into Kurt Busch and the Cup Series in general. Well, general sponsor. I mean, like, well, Kurt, Kurt Busch though. Um, you have to ask. Well, does does Monster want to pay for the main sponsorship of two Cup teams rather than one Cup team and two Xfinity teams? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They have Riley Herbst. Riley Herbst. Um, so it's. Like Joe, Joe Gibbs racing officials have said their plan is they, they want another year in Xfinity for Ty Gibbs. And if I think anyone would do that based on like, he's still a. Oh, rough, sure. I'm not saying, he, I'm not saying, he, I'm not like, saying he, I'm not saying he's ready. I'm not advocating for him to make the jump. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, I mean, it's going to happen eventually. Yeah. Eventually. So if push, so if push comes to shove, okay, he gets moved up to cup for another year he's going to have a safe spot there regardless just because of who he is and who runs the team. Yeah. It's not like he's going to have a short leash. So if he takes another year getting his lumps, then does it really matter if he gets his lumps when he's 19 or 20 versus 20 and 21? Like, does it really matter? Um, I mean, I'm just saying it just makes sense purely from a sponsorship perspective. Assuming, like you said, Monster wants to fork up the money to pay for two Cup Series sponsors. But again, it would still be within house because 2311 is now an association with Joe Gibbs. So you, it's just monster across the board there. So, um, but then the bigger question is if Kyle, if Kyle Bush does go, does move on, where does he go? I mean, the 10 is the obvious choice. And we know that Stuart Haas wants to go after big names. They, they made a real push for Kyle Larson after he was gone from Chip Ganassi, just Ford X made it because of yeah. why <laughs> Kyle Larson was well, like, well, go. Thing, like we mentioned RCR and Stuart Haas. Um, I think based off just the guys who own those teams, Richard Childress and Tony Stewart, they're probably more open to certain sponsors yes. than maybe Joe Gibbs is. Yes. So I actually think this is my gut feeling that there's there'd be more potential opportunities yeah. with those teams. I agree. Um, Plus, like like Tony Stewart and Kyle Bush and Kevin Harvick, like those three guys all doing the same things on the same team, that just it's just a bunch of old cantankerous dudes. Like that just, it's just <laughs> like on like 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 on paper, it just totally works. Like that men. just, yeah, it just makes absolute sense. <laughs> or like grumpy, like grumpy old men well, or whatever. Like it just well, makes absolute sense to me. Well, do you, do you think like Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick have had a history? Yes. Um, though I mean, like which was you know explored in the documentary, uh, Rowdy, which I think think they got into on, into a good place because I remember you know three or four years ago i think it was a race at michigan they were they were interviewed together during pre-race and they were just like you know yeah you know being cordial and all that but then but then kevin harvick tried to intentionally write kyle bush martinsville yes (laughs) at at the end of 2020 so it's like okay what about now but Um, granted that was him trying to make a playoff spot but kyle Kyle bush was already secured kyle bush wasn't happy but i don't think that rekindled any sort of feud or anything so so but um, i would i would think that'd be interesting 
Um, I think that's the most interesting scenario. My gut still tells me that they're going to find some sort of way to work this out, but I mean, it's not in a good spot. I mean, mean, like the long, but the longer it goes on though, that it's like, yes. The people, the people involved are not saying the right things necessarily. No, the um, messaging is not, not, confidence man how sweet would it be to see kyle bush (laughs) driving through stony stewart (laughs) oh man with like okay wait wait i'm trying i'm trying to remember if kyle and tony ever had any run-ins looking nothing really comes to mind i'm googling tony stewart kyle bush fight Uh, but think about the two two former jgr guys who like w- when when Tony left that that was a huge deal so you so um but really the, I think the elephant in the room would really be the, the truck series um yes. with, with Kyle Busch and partnered with uh Toyota so I, I'm sure Ford would love for Bush to make cross that line because their their Ford program's not great no. <laughs> when it comes to not at the truck level um no. so um and also there's like only like three fords in the expanding series um, i mean maybe so. he could maybe he could strike a, a deal where he still gets toyota for trucks because of he, that oof. i mean like because he that, that that that's his own team maybe as long as he doesn't i don't know i i can't remember if there's ever been any because I mean, I know in like in like for IndyCar and NASCAR, like Ganassi, excuse me, yeah, Ganassi when he was in IndyCar, when he was in NASCAR, he had Chevy, but then in IndyCar, he had yeah. Honda, which was direct competitor to Chevy. Yeah, um, it's, but that was that what uh, that's different, completely different series. Yeah, and I think it's different manufacturers under, as well. Yeah, but so under the under the NASCAR under the umbrella, NASCAR umbrella, I yeah. can't imagine that that would fly. I don't think it would so, either. But um, you know. That, that, that would be that that would be huge though it would be huge it would so, be huge um everything about I, this even if you took out the truck thing would be huge. but and I, i'm curious to know like if we gave i don't i don't think we have to give kyle bush truth serum because he's always pretty obvious he's always pretty honest with where he's at but like i wonder like what his preferred outcome would be like i'm sure it's to stay at joe gibbs yeah. that's where he's been yeah and in the and the 10 the 10 car like yeah it's one races on with, with Stuart house but it's never been like a that's not like a top tier ride necessarily oh but you put Bush in that car, that instantly because like that becomes at least the number two car behind Harvick. I don't know. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah, it's definitely an upgrade like, in, in terms oh. of talent. But like, no, I'm just no, saying, I, like, it's not I, like that. It's not like I'm that car like, has history. I'm, I think when it comes would come to focus and resources, it would get more. Um, so, uh, because like right now, it's it's Harvick, Briscoe probably. Like that's the thing. Like it's just Harvick and well, that's that. That's the Tony Stewart car. So yeah, I, I would say yes. Yeah, and then it's and then Alvarola and then, and then Custer. Custer. Yeah, and Custer's just been a no show since uh, Kentucky. It seems like um, well, the, well, there's been a couple races where he's ran. ran yeah, up front. But, yeah, he yeah. had he had a pretty decent showing at New Hampshire, if I recall. Um, but, so it's settled. Uh, we both picked Jacques Villeneuve to drive the 18 car next year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, you're here first, everyone. God, I would love that. I hope he comes back to Daytona 500 next year. That was so cool. Um, All right, so Pocono. I don't have anything else to say. Pocono. Oh yeah, Pocono. So the tricky triangle. The uh, tricky triangle. Put on some interesting races last few years. Uh, last year, uh, Kyle Larson looked to, to be running away, and then he lost lost the cut tire. 
hit the wall. Alex Bowman swoops in <laughs> and wins it. Um, I, I remember where I was when that happened. So I was I was in a bar down on uh, Main Street, Springdale, when I saw that happen on the TV. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, uh, our, our, our total chaos picks... I, I can't even remember who I picked. I chose um, Blaney. You chose Blaney. Um, for my official pick, my official pick. Oh, this is hard. Where, where did that? Go? Yeah, it's really hard. Uh, right, I picked Harvin. That's who I. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, that's who I picked. I picked Harvin for Pokemon. Well, he uh, he won last. He won in 2020. Ryan Blaney got 2017. Mm. So, so your chaos pick is also your actual pick. Are you taking Harvick in both instances? Yeah, I think I am. Yeah. Okay. You know, man, <laughs> uh, the last there was a time where it was just the Kyle Busch show and the Toyota show in general out there from 2017. Oh, to- no. When Kyle Busch won there, last was it last year? No, no, no. Well, he won. There was two two, races last year. Did he win one of them? I can't remember. I can't recall. Anyway, but he he won there at some point, like the last two years. That was his first win. Yes, yes, he did win last year. Okay, that I mean, he's never been exceptional, Pocono, and so that was actually like he's got four wins there. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. 2017, 2018, 2019, 2021. Okay. Up until 2017. I think that he he had never been acceptable. Um, so yeah, it's been an, ever since 2017, Toyota's won every race at Pocono except twice. Harvick and a Ford, Bowman and a Chevrolet. And Bowman was a last minute thing, but Larson was going to win. Larson was going to win anyway. So, um, you know, I'm going to go with Toyota on this one. Uh, my chaotic pick was Blaney. I'm going to go with Truex. Okay. He, he got he got his – has he won twice there? He won in 2018 and 2015. Yeah, 2015. I, I remember where I was in 2015. I was at antique shopping with my great aunt and uncle. <laughs> it, it, because, because that was, like, the first race that I hadn't watched live in, like – two years so um uh like so like so it was notable for truex winning because it was his first win with furniture or racing so um yeah so i got so i got harvick you got truex yes and like i said earlier i'm excited to see how this car races for implications of indianapolis to see if there's any hope that that this new car can race on the oval at Indy. but we'll see that's why they that's why they have the races daniel (laughs) <laughs> they got you gotta race them so so in two weeks the nascar goes back to indianapolis i will be covering that race uh for front stretch and then also some speed sport stuff uh so i will be getting to see you in person john i'll be, i'll be staying in your basement is, is that is that the arrangement i have a basement i have a spare i have a, an office room we'll figure it out so i'll be there fine in thursday um so i'll be i'll be be there a few days so we, we'll get to record this show you got an extra microphone? I don't. Okay. That okay. Hmm. Pack okay. a microphone. Gonna be gonna be gonna be interesting. Okay. But still, we can do, we can do this in person. Yeah, we can do it in person. We'll figure so, it out. So, so cool. Um, I'm, to, I'm totally expecting you to to, to to go out for a night 
at in like broad ripple <laughs> or, or mass or we can just like i mean there's plenty of places we could hit up across the street from the track but yeah, i'm happy to go to mass ever anywhere around town we'll figure something out but yeah we could do a what if we did like a old school like a, like an old school like sports talk radio thing we recorded a podcast like at a bar in speedway we just got it people are just like staring at us as we're talking to yeah yeah <laughs> we're live here from i think the crimson tide are gonna go all the way this year um anyways I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Boilermakers, um, book it. Gr- gross. This is an IU house, sir. How oh, dare you? Well, you're, you're right. I should, I, I'm sorry. I have a degree from Indiana. I, I, wore, a, uh, <laughs> I wore a St. Peter's Peacock t-shirt the other uh, couple of weeks ago. And I got some guy with a Purdue hat just giving me sideways looks. Like, it's not my fault that y'all lost to a school that small. <laughs> Did you watch Bomani Jones's HBO show? Isn't what's that? What's that called? Game like theory. Game theory. Yeah. Did you? No, watch I've never it? watched it, but I'm aware of it. Was, it. it was pretty good. Um, but it was around the first season came out around the time that March Madness was going on, and he was they filmed it in New York, and so he went over to Jersey City where St. Peter's is, and he was just asking people what they knew about Purdue University. And this one guy was like, <laughs> this one guy was like, Yo, Purdue, y'all need to shut down your whole sports program. Y'all just lost to St. Peter's. It's like this most embarrassing loss in the entire school history. And Bonnie Jones is like, what do you know about Purdue? Man, all I know is they're a chicken tender farm school. <laughs> what? what does that even mean? Like they just produce like an agricultural school. She's so like, all I know is y'all, all I know is y'all a chicken tender farm school. <laughs> so was that okay, well, like oh that's a discussion that I have? What's the most embarrassing loss was I think Michigan losing to Appalachia State. No, 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 no. It was in basketball to New Jersey something? I mean, Kentucky losing to St. Peter's has got to be one of the more embarrassing upsets. Not because St. Peter's didn't have talent. Obviously, they did. But, like, just, like, the dollar that each program spent on its team was, like, the largest, like, upset in an NCAA history. Uh, like, no, Michigan lost. Michigan. Like, like, for every dollar St. Peter's spent, like, Kentucky spent, like, 10, 12, something like that. It was an obscene difference in expenditures between the programs what was that school called <laughs> Daniel's in, in, in njit that when was this uh where's the december 6 2014 uh new jersey institute of technology 7270 oh wow yeah that um, was that was almost eight years ago what that was a lifetime ago we were i mean yeah i mean we had just graduated I, yeah so. I, i'd been living in texas for about six weeks so that was a I was, long time ago. i was in charlotte with sporting news for the first so now we're old grizzled men we were such young bright-eyed idealists now we're just jaded cynics pocono's gonna suck with a podcast <laughs> <laughs> martin shurex is gonna lead 400 laps and win the whole thing oh gosh no nah, oh. Anyways, oh. I've said All my right. piece, sir. All right. Bring us home. Yeah, this has been a good one. Um, so, yeah. Uh, can't wait for Chicago next year. New Hampshire was about a Ferris Bueller kind of race. And uh, <laughs> we, we went maximum chaos on our picks for the last six races. Should we just do keep doing the maximum chaos thing each week? Yes. People are eliminated. All right, who's going to yes. win <laughs> Yes. So you chose Harvick, I chose Blaney. Okay, cool.
All right. But yeah, this has been the latest episode of Dropping Hammer. This was a good time. Uh, we will talk to you again, maybe, maybe next week, maybe the week after that, from live from Indianapolis. Live from John's basement. <laughs> or his office. Good morning, everyone. It's the Wacky Morning Radio Hour. I'm John LaValle. The with me standing in the crowd talking about NASCAR. Do you have a Lunar Speedway? Wow, it's crazy. Sorry. L- live from John's porch. <laughs> yes. Yes. We just, what little listenership we had just turned off the show. So. Uh, that, that, would be, that would be cool if this, this show was big enough, if we could actually, like, do like a live show from the track that would that'd be cool i mean you're that'd in the media be... center <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would have to like sneak in you'd have to get in somehow <laughs> that's not going to happen so i knew under a trench coat <laughs> maybe sam king can give me his pass and let me in i don't know we'll figure it out that, that would be cool that would really like especially because they got the clear booths yep. up there for like so after everyone's gone They've abandoned their posts. You could like, yeah. We could we could record the podcast right next to the teardown podcast. Um, <laughs> speaking of Jeff Gluck's, speaking of Jeff Gluck's, uh, good brace pole, dong dong dong. See, did you hear that, Jeff? <laughs> we're, we're doing the thing. We're doing the segment. And then and then that's when security comes out and they just mace us and drag us away. They don't even let us get our stuff. They just throw us out of the gates. And that's I got it. a hard card though. I got a hard. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, that's this has been Dropping the Hammer with Dale McFadden. I'm Dale McFadden. Follow me on Twitter at Dale McFadden. Follow us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Dale McFadden. Subscribe to Dropping the Hammer on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, John, where can they find you? I'm on Twitter at John LaFollet. All right. Yep. <laughs> and on TikTok, where you can get the occasional review of vinyl. Occasional, whenever I get the gumption. And, and whenever the algorithm uh, p- picks it up. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, I should say, uh, please check out, I just published uh, an interview I did with NASCAR, part-time NASCAR driver, Sage Karam, for, techni- technically former. I mean, he was in the Indy 500 this year. Yeah, he does the um, 500 every year. So. So, so Sage Karam, who you may may have gotten acquainted with a couple of weeks ago after his altercation with Noah Grax in the Road America. Um, so we we talk about that. Um, we talk about his transition from uh, IndyCar to NASCAR. I, I loved this, John. He 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 discovered autograph culture in NASCAR. Uh, he's had people come up to him with like pieces of his cars from like the previous week to get autographed. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> you, that doesn't happen in IndyCar, uh, so that, that that was fun. Because um, in IndyCar, the debris is too small to get autographs. <laughs> those cars just get shredded like cheese in a grater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we we do talk about the whole Noah Graxon of it all. They're 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 now apparently on good terms. Uh, he, he had kind things to say say about Graxon after you know a couple weeks ago calling him a punk, crazy, and. Uh, dangerous and all that stuff sounds like my ex-wife am i right no i'm joking i'm sure <laughs> but um but this weekend pocono raceway is his home track and he will be racing at the track for the first time uh since the 2015 car crash uh that he was involved in he, he spun out in turn one hit the wall and a piece of the nose cone of his car hit the helmet of justin wilson and Justin Wilson succumbed uh, to, to the injury injuries from that the next day. Uh, this will be 
yeah, this will be Karim's first race there since then. Um, so it's a big deal for him. And like I asked him, like, because after the whole thing at Road America and Karim's reaction to it, I asked him, like, I thought about it, Sage. It was like, was having the experience of being involved in that crash at Pocono in 2015 and what happened to it, did that play a part in your reaction to no Graxons? But he did intentionally wrecking you. He said, yeah, he said, I told him that. Like, because the at Atlanta Motor Speedway, the Saturday of the Xfinity race, NASCAR brought them together and had a meeting and they talked it out for like 45 minutes or so. Like and Sage said, yeah, I told him about that. I told him if there's anyone here uh, who knows what could happen in a freak accident, it's me. And so for you to intentionally wreck someone like you did baffles me. And, and he, you know, he said he, he didn't think that Gregson had thought about that. He said he thought like a, a light bulb kind of went off for Gregson. It's like, all right, you're, you're totally right. Um, yeah. So turns out that weaponizing a race car might have terrible consequences. Who knew? Is, it's kind of ironic because Matt Weaver of Racing America, he, he posted a Facebook memory um, from 2015 at the Texas race um, where I was. I, I was there. Um, it was a photo from Pit Road of Ed Carpenter confronting Sage Karam on Pit Road after yes. they had. Yes, I remember that. Um, I, I don't. I don't remember what happened, but I, but the the quote that Karam did a really dangerous pass and basically cut off Ed Carpenter. And Carpenter had to let out of the gas to avoid a very serious crash. That's what had to happen. Okay. I, all right. So the the quote that, that Matt included underneath the photo was Carpenter, you know, berating Karam saying you're an effing weapon you're going to get someone killed and this is months before the Pocono race mm -hmm. and so when I saw that a few days ago I was like oh wow that and now now, now you have Karam like doing it not directly to Gregson at Road America but you know into a microphone saying he's gonna he, he's a weapon he like it so it was very you know, kind of a no. It's a it's a good juxtaposition, and you know, Karam's really learned a lot. He had to learn a lot of things, really hard ways. I mean, obviously, the crash at Pocono wasn't intentional the way that Gregson's no. was. It was just a freak yeah. accident. Um, yeah. But um, no, he's. I've I've really come to respect uh, Karam a lot. I remember when he first showed up. You know, he was just nineteen or something when he first started racing at the five hundred. And no, like he like that month, the month of May. That that was my first month ever professionally covering a motorsport That's right. Event. Yeah, I remember that. I was there, yeah. Sage, Sage Karam is one of the first one-on-one -on -one interviews I had that month. Like, right right after qualifying for the Indy 500. Uh, and so, fast forward to now, and he, he's trying to get in the NASCAR, and here I am. I'm about to go back up to Indianapolis again next week where my professional career started. So it's, it's very... Did you did you see that time works in a weird ways, John? Um, <laughs> yes, it, yes, it does. We're just insignificant specks of sand on a random rock in the middle of a vast, uncaring universe. Just turning left, turning left in the solar system. <laughs> that is how I know that Dale Earnhardt is God, because he too <laughs> turns left. So <laughs> the video that got posted on Twitter, I think it was, I can't remember who posted it. I think it was maybe NASCAR man of Dale Earnhardt, like. 
slithering his way into the, the cockpit of his car, like just like an amoeba, <laughs> like like a, like a, like maybe qualifying for Daytona or something nice. like that. It's like and everyone who like is quote tweeting it saying, "How did he do that?" <laughs> <laughs> Dale Earnhardt could do anything. Ah, oh, bless that man. Rest his soul. Um, all right, take us home again. All right, this has been driving the hammer. Please, <laughs> please check out. This is our third ending. Please check out my interview with Sage Karam. Uh, please check out my work at frontrush.com. Also, Speedsport. So I'll have a full story on Sage Karam publishing here in the next day or so. So, but yeah, I'm Dale McFadden. With me, as always, has been John LaFollette. Say, say bye, John. Bye, John. I was waiting for that. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Yep. All right. <laughs>